Welcome to the Inspire People Impact Lives podcast. This podcast is for people who are looking to get more out of life by making an impact on those around them. Each week, we bring you local, influential business and community leaders delivering powerful messages to help you live a more inspiring and impactful life. Coming to you live from Northwestern Mutual Middleton, here's your host, Josh Kosnick. Welcome to another episode of Inspire People Impact Lives. I'm your host, Josh Kosnick, and today we're going to talk about positivity. And uh, when I say we, it's Chad Gaffney and I. Most of the time, Chad is behind the scenes doing the production of this podcast, but today he gets to be on the front lines because we had three guests reschedule on us this week. Yep. Uh, and we're still staying positive. Yep. But oh, yeah. uh, Chad Gaffney is my director of marketing, marketing guru here at Northwestern Mutual, but also the producer and idea guy behind this show. Uh, and he helps everyone get prepared to come on this show. So he and I are just going to have some dialogue to help everyone uh, stay positive this uh, week and hopefully continuing on from that. Uh, but at least wanted to give Chad a proper info. And today we'll get into the show. Yeah, excited to be here, and uh, let's dive into it. And today we wanted to bring you a special episode on positivity with all that's going on in this world right now with uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus, however you want to uh, look at it. Uh, There is a lot that's dominating our news feeds, that's dominating our social media feeds, and it's probably dominating a lot of people's thoughts. So Chad and I are just going to have some dialogue on this, how I'm staying positive, how I'm treating, uh, uh, dealing with it with my employees, my office, uh, my family, and my own personal thoughts. Uh, But uh, we just want to have some dialogue today, Uh, hopefully give some inspiration to all of you out there, and uh, also hopefully feed your pipeline with positivity versus the negativity, or just break it up at least, at the very least, anyhow. So what were were you asking me before we just started here? Um, Well, well, we were talking about Oh, well, let me just re- go back here. I uh, visited my parents over the weekend. And what was kind of interesting was, because I hadn't seen them in a while, and uh, on my way there, I actually stopped and questioned, hey, is it a good idea for me to go visit my parents? My parents are both in their 70s or you know, around that age. And um, I've always been the one to like not want to act out of fear. And so I, but I caught myself having that thought. Um, and I went anyways, just because I've been doing a good job, I think, of limiting my, my contact uh, w- with other people and making sure I'm, I'm um, doing what I need to do to limit uh, the coronavirus, meaning like, you know, hand sanitizer and stuff like that. So I get to my parents and, and I go to see my dad's home and he's just kind of, you know, making a joke of the whole thing um, and not taking it seriously where I had just come from my house where I'd been watching the news all morning and I'm kind of in this mental state of uh, panic, if you will, or right. And then and then to get over to him and he's just and he's, you know, really the one that's probably most at risk, right? For a younger person such as myself, if I were to get it from what I've heard, you know, it's not too severe where an older person like my dad would, it would be more severe. So it was just interesting to see the difference there. Um, and I, and I asked you, you know, if you've, um, talked to some older people, older generations, or specifically my stubborn father who, you know, right. Uh, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Right. And just to get his take, because I'm, I'm, I, I think, you know, the older generations have lived through many different 
you know, world event. And so it's interesting to see how seriously they take something like this compared to a lot of us uh, millennials who are very, you know, uh, connected to all the information in the world and it's super high frequency and we're all nervous. Um, but they've gone through some real stuff if you look back at the history of those generations. Um, so I'm just interested to see. And, and have, did you talk to Steve yet? No. Okay. <clears throat> so I haven't, but I, I can imagine what he have to say, uh, which would probably be a lot like your father's. <laughs> right. but, uh, but I think they're doing a good job. They were actually out in uh, Wyoming uh, and with my sister, and uh, they were you know, doing some visiting. Uh, so they actually are quarantining themselves from our kids and whatnot okay. for at least the next six days or so. Yep. Uh, but uh, they were out there when all this kind of broke, broke out. and now, mm-hmm. now they're back. So I haven't talked to him yet, but I can imagine what he'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, he was, he, you know, he was part of the email when I sent out. So for everyone's reference, I had to make some tough decisions, much like many of you business owners out there as well. Uh, last week, I was at a function and uh, installation dinner for my good friend Calvin, who took over as managing partner in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So that was last Wednesday. So how fast this has moved. I'm there with some home office leaders that flew in on the company jet. I drove down. Would have been nice to take the jet. Yeah. Could have offered to pick me up, but uh, that the didn't PJ. happen. So, <laughs> so we're down there, a bunch of company leaders. Obviously, this is breaking. This is the night uh, the NBA canceled. Mm. And uh, we're at this awards dinner. There's probably 100, 150 people there. Or it's not awards dinner, I'm sorry. Installation dinner. And so then the next night, or next day, I should say, I have the same leaders advising me that Friday night, so two days later, that I should be canceling my awards dinner. So we have an awards dinner that we host every year, and usually at one of the uh, local nice venues. This year it was going to be at Blackhawk Country Club. And, uh, you know, we've looked at other places. We've done other places in the past. Edgewater, other places. So it ends up being a, you know, really nice meal, nice presentation, nice awards dinner to honor the uh, top advisors of the year and some other awards that we give out. So I have to make a decision within 24 hours to, to cancel this thing or at least postpone. And uh, same people I was with 24 hours earlier were telling me to do it. And I did make that tough decision to do it and it was, it was really hard, but uh, you know you can tell what a decision was right or wrong is typically after and how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually felt at peace about it after mm-hmm. making that decision. So I knew that it was the right decision to be made because I was toiling quite a bit uh, going back and forth about uh, that decision. Most of my leadership team disagreed with me, uh, thought that we should still have it. They thought it would be an easier decision if it was a week later. We could just postpone it, reschedule, whatever. Uh, But being within 24 hours, most thought that we should uh, keep it. And so end up making that tough decision, but it's crazy how fast this thing has moved and how fast businesses are having to make decisions based on what we think is best for our, our safety of our employees or if the government's telling us to do certain things, so like my heart really goes out to our local businesses, like restaurants, like bars, some other businesses that are greatly impacted by some of the government's uh, mandates, uh, most recently down to no gatherings, more than 10, right? So either our restaurants and bars are shut down entirely or takeout service is or carryout is still available for some of them. Yeah. So I want to take a moment to encourage Everyone locally, if you're listening to this, go support our local restaurants uh, that are still open or local businesses that we can. Uh, 
because especially if you if I mean I do I want to see these restaurants and bars still open yeah when this thing passes yeah I believe this thing will exit as quickly as it came we just don't know when yep uh, I want to see these places still open yeah. I want to see my friends and business owners uh, that that are in business now that we enjoy frequenting their establishment for food or drinks or whatever it might be. I want to see him come out of this. So Well, and that brings an interesting point. Um, in today's world of technology, I think these businesses are much better off, obviously, than even if it was five or ten years ago. I just got an email yesterday from Molly Fox from Toast yeah. Food Cart, who came out and supported the Easter egg hunt last year. And uh, they sent out an email to all their clients on their list and they said, hey, you know, we know um, a lot of the offices and families are going to be from working from home and being at home. Uh, we just wanted to let you know that we are available on the Grubhub apps or the Uber Eats. Um, and or we could just bring the cart out to, to your house and, and we could do food that way. And so I think there's trying every which way to stay in business. Correct. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of we'll see a lot of the local bars and restaurants do is it's easy for them to just create an account on, on Uber Eats or on these Grubhub apps. And uh, if you're a patron of, of the place, you can still uh, order food and help support them and make sure that they, they make it through this period. Buying gift cards. Gift cards now. Yeah. So if you're out, if you're out and about, if you're going to Target or if you're going to Costco, those companies are going to survive. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so let's let's be clear: Target, Costco, those Fortune 500 companies are going to survive. What may not survive is the nitty gritty. What may not survive is one of our favorite restaurants in Middleton. You know, so whatever it might be, like go get gift cards now because they're having to make tough decisions with their employees. They're having tough decisions to make with uh, payroll with lights with everything and the way we can support them right now is either through takeout or through gift cards uh, and hopefully this passes in the next 30 days yeah 100 percent i wanted to go back and talk about that when when you sent that email out canceling our our rec dinner postponing postponing okay yep even better yep um because that i mean that had to be a huge decision and i think it's really interesting right now for all leaders this is a monumental, going to be a monumental time in history on how they step up and lead through this. And so I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts because when that email came out, you know, I was thinking about it the night before it came out. And I was really like, I was kind of nervous and stressed about it because I knew that was going to be a big decision to make because on both sides, people, you know, they're not taking it seriously yet or they are. Um, but you as a leader have to make the call. And so what kind of were you dealing with when you went through that? Uh, so first you want to talk to your key leaders uh, to get their feedback. So I try to, when I have a key decision to make, reserve my own opinion as long as I possibly can. Like, of course, you're going to be in your head being like, oh, I'm leaning this way or leaning that way. And I think, honestly, that night before I made the decision, because I literally didn't make the decision until that next morning, Friday morning, the dinner, awards dinner was supposed to be that night. Uh, That whole night before, I'm leaning this way. Nope, I'm leaning this way. So it's back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And, you know, so I I put out to my leadership team, I'm saying, hey, what are your thoughts? Almost all of them said, I think we should have it. Mm. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, well, my, my key leaders, the people that I trust the most and, and, and go to war with every day, are saying we should keep it. 
But at the end of the day, the liability still falls mostly on me. Right. Uh, and the decision falls on me. And right. everyone's going to look to me if like something did go wrong. Yep. Uh, that yeah. that uh, it would be on my shoulders. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at that situation, you'd be cheered for having it if nothing went wrong. But you would be, you know, criticized, crucified. Right. If why, why did we have, you know, if something were to go wrong. Oh, that was so dumb. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's got to be tough. And I'm sure you're taking in consideration, you know, that the cost of having the event for this event, a lot of the wives and girlfriends will get their ha- hair done and their nails done. And there's Do rent, rent a runway dr- or whatever that right. The rent the, ru- or, rent, uh, runway. rent the runway. Yeah. Run with dress. the runway. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Which is you could tell we're yep, two guys. T- I know. Here. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, I'm sure, you know, it had to be a hard decision, but that's kind of, you know, it's very interesting to see a lot of leaders throughout the, the world right now making these tough decisions. But, you know, if it just comes back to, hey, uh, what is going to be in the best interest of my people, right? And you can never take risks with people's health, I feel right. like. So right at that point, it becomes, you know. I mean, even if I put out, so the other consideration is even if I put out, hey, if you have any fear of this, please stay home. If you are around the elderly more often and you're fearful of contracting this and don't want to pass it to them, stay home. I could have, that, that was like the happy median that I could have gone down and uh, alleviated some of the, I guess, liability or concern, but I still didn't feel comfortable. And one of the things that tipped me over the edge was talking to uh, a consultant that I use that's uh, at UW and the reasons they went through it is, he said to me, you know, someone could get this at Target or they could have been at the airport and got it a couple of days ago and be a carrier right now. And it doesn't matter where they contracted it. They could, they could uh, put it on your event. Mm. Like, cause they, they wouldn't have known where they have got, where they would have gotten it. Right. But being at that event with 150 people that that's the event where there's like the most, and that's the big decision with the big 10 tournament, with NCAA March Madness is doesn't matter where they, they could have contracted two days before at the airport or on a bus or at Target or whatever it might be. Yeah. But because they're in the presence of this many people, yeah. now they're going to attribute it to being that event. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, so I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. I, I got to I gotta reschedule this thing. Yeah, and I think another thing that I wasn't considering uh, until you put it out on the email was even if uh, we as an organization do an excellent job with limiting exposure and the social distancing you still have people at the venue uh that are coming in staff workers or cooks or anything like that and we don't necessarily know what precautions that organization is taking with those members and so it doesn't matter who it is it could be anybody that spreads it and so i think it was the right move um and if we postpone it we'll get to it you know like i said if we got to go into football season because of dates and uh, uh how long this virus stays around and whatever, like we're still going to honor our, our top people from last year because they deserve that. So, so we'll just make yeah. that promise. Now, what a lot of businesses are in, uh, going through right now is which we made the decision this week to do was do some work from home stuff. Now, like, again, the restaurants and bars and those local businesses that are still hurting, like they can't do the, I mean, they can work from home, but they're not getting paid. There's they don't have patrons coming through their door. Right. We're fortunate with Northwestern Mutual that Technology's gotten to a point where we don't have to have face-to-face meetings if we don't feel they're necessary or our clients don't think that they're necessarily 
uh, safe to have right now. Even if we could keep social distancing in a face-to-face meeting, right. staying six feet away, we got a big desk that we're sitting across from right now. I guess if we got out a ruler, we're probably six <laughs> feet away. Yeah. So, uh, but we can do that. We're fortunate about that. But we, sh- I, I'm giving people the choice to work from home. And the reason I say I'm not shutting down entirely is because some people have voiced concern to me. They're in apartments and they're in. Um, they have better social distancing here at the office than they do at their current residence. So I want to give people an option to feel safe here and then feel safe at their, if they felt more safe at home yeah. as well. Or if they had, again, those, if they're around elderly people that, uh, that they didn't want to you know, expose themselves to, to be able to expose to the elderly and yep. potentially pass that on. So again, we're trying to just limit, uh, um, exposure limited uh, or make sure that we're staying as safe as possible but at the end of the day really be there for our clients because there's a lot of fear and panic going out on there right now with the market being down over a third and um, you know people uncertain about their retirement people uncertain about their insurance coverage uh, if this uh, disease you know becomes even more widespread all this different stuff and I got to say that part of the reason I'm staying so positive is I, I represent and work with a I mean we do a tremendous company that yeah. uh, for 163 yeah. years has not only done what's right by their clients, but the reason they've been able to do so is because they financially stress test and, and continually be as conservative as possible with their investments, with how they approach business. Yeah. So. Experts say that you are the average of the five people you hang out with and the books that you read. We'd like to suggest the podcast that you listen to as well. So hit that subscribe button and add Madison's top leaders to your circle. We'd also encourage you to share this podcast with as many friends as possible. Our mission is simple, to inspire people and impact lives. If you know of a friend or colleague that could benefit from listening to some of Madison's top leaders, give us a share. Now, back to our guest. Can we talk about the stress test? Yeah, uh, we'll see if I get my wrist slapped. Yeah, right, I, yeah, <laughs> I right. think we should. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I, when I saw that, I was like blown away um, at how strong and and how diligent they are on on how they run the company and the organization yeah. so so what chad is referencing i t- told our organization is we're northwestern as a whole and there's some market commentary out there from our top uh investment people that we could that, that you could search for because it's all out on social media now and that's all approved this conversation isn't pre-approved so we'll see how <laughs> how it goes uh but bottom line is northwestern stress test their portfolio against a major pandemic where there's over 500,000 deaths, a, a market collapse of 50%. And what was the third thing I mentioned? I don't even remember. But those yeah, two those things, were the two that really two stood were, out to me. Were, were I big, mean, big deals I at mean, the same time. And then the key thing is there is Northwestern Mutual is one of the very few companies that's still AAA rated right. by the third party agencies. Yep. And so what, what I'm about to say is really, really impressive and why I love this company so much is they, when they stress test, it's not to survive one of those things. It's to remain AAA rated. Right. Like, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so every yeah. other company is trying to survive. Northwestern's like, no, 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 no. It's not enough to survive. It's to remain AAA rated. That is... Like, At the ultimate worst case scenario. Ultimate worst case scenario. Still maintain AAA yeah. rated. I mean, that is just phenomenal. So that's where our cl- we want our clients to have confidence in. We want our advisors to go out to market with the confidence to give our clients like, look, we are built. We are built for the worst time. Worst of times. We're built for the best of times. Yep. 
But I think the worst of times is when we truly shine because there's a lot of companies like you go back to 08, 09 that didn't survive yep. because they were not built for bad times. Yep. And I think it really shows. I mean, um, I work with a different amount of financial advisors, but the ones that I work with here are not afraid to get on the phone with their clients in the last two weeks, which has just been awesome to see. They're 100% confidence and 100% uh, secure in what they're saying because of the way that they've done their planning. I just think it's phenomenal. It makes me really excited to be a part of this organization. Yeah. Uh, it's been great. Um, and I can't say that for everybody that I talk to who's got a, a finance guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, But I wanted to touch on the, uh, the bars and the ra- – I mean, there's a lot of people working from home. And what would you – because I think you could use this opportunity to do a few things. Um, but what would you say to people that are working from home or laid off currently? Um, because if you just watch the news all day for the next two weeks or three weeks or whatever, you're going to go crazy. Yeah. Um, so how can we leverage this time right now to be proactive and productive? Well, that's good. So I can't speak to the bars and restaurants on that because that's not my realm and they're they're hurting and I don't have any answers for them. Yeah. Uh, besides what I said earlier is to go support the ones that are still yeah. open. But I mean, uh, I, so I used to be a bartender, right. right? And so if I'm laid off right now or if I'm at home. Oh, so just that negativity just, loop. Yeah. Just, yeah. just what, you know, some thoughts on what some people can be doing, you know, if they're in a position where they're kind of stuck right now. Yeah. So I think being creative, uh, even even though we talked about how well positioned Northwestern Mutual is and our advisors are like this opportunity. And the reason I say opportunity is because it will force us to learn differently or force us to communicate differently. Like I told our team just an hour ago, if you're working with your advisors, don't just talk to them over the phone. If you're working with them remotely, do Zoom, do FaceTime like if you're working with uh, your support person, like see them face to face, even though it's not face to face, it's over right. technology. Yep. Right. Because I told them, like, how often are we in a telecon on a teleconference, listening in listen mode? Yeah. And we're typing an email. At the multitasking. Same time, right? yeah. Multitasking. Which right. we're, what means is we're paying attention to one thing while listening to another, and not really giving our full attention to either thing. Yep. So whereas if you have a camera on me, it's far more likely that I'm going to pay attention to you because I know you're looking at me. Right. Right. So same thing for whether it's clients, whether it's advisor to, to team support, uh, making sure that you can see each other in those moments. Like I think you were in that conversation with Jordan and I talked about uh, our kids nowadays will never know a time where we couldn't see each other on the phone. Right. Yeah. Right. Have instant access. Instant to. access to us on the phone to see our face. So when I travel, my kids are just like, hey, can we FaceTime you? They'll shoot me a text, which now my you know six and eight year old have figured out how to voice text, right? Yeah. So even right. though they may not be able to type that, <laughs> they can voice text and they are get these texts from our iCloud account, right? That's great. They don't have their own devices, but they may be on the iPad at home and are sure. talk to texting. It's like, hey, can we FaceTime? And so we FaceTime and they can see me even though I'm on the road. Whereas you know when we were growing up, you know we got the cordless phones and that was the that, yeah, that right. was awesome yeah <laughs> so, right but you're still you can't you can't see anyone but our kids right now they'll never know a time where they couldn't pick up the phone and see your face yeah and so i think that's really important for all of us especially for those of us that are older that are okay just texting or just picking up the phone and not necessarily facetiming like no 
that the human interaction, especially when we have to social distance, like even from our neighbors. Yeah. Like we could stand on our porches and wave and yell at each other across the street or just pick up the phone and become creative. So to continue to go down that loop, though, here's what happens with the negativity loop or that anxiety is you start looking at the social media feed. You start looking at Twitter and all this negativity and all these people coming out and Italy is on fire and upon collapse or the economists are coming out and say, well, if this lasts this long, then it's like realize that news only makes money when they're keeping your eyeballs glued to the screen. Yes. Okay. So not that you shouldn't, I don't want someone to take this as like, oh, I shouldn't be informed. Okay. Trust me, you're going to be informed. Yeah. Like you, It's you impossible can, to go anywhere and not have the news somewhere. That you're neighbor that up. you're yelling across the right. street to, that person could inform you. Yeah. Without you seeing a single thing on Facebook, Twitter, or turning on your TV. Yeah. That person across the street, if you really needed to know something, will yell it across to you. Yeah. And that, so why I'm saying this is like, I think too many people get caught in just staring at these things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden get this anxious feeling in their chest and all of a sudden turn to negative thoughts and all of a sudden they can't do anything and they're paralyzed. Paralyzed, right. right. So like that's, that's where we don't want people to end up is like, how do we stay positive? Is like, if you find yourself getting anxious by seeing that stuff, you got to turn it off. Yeah. It's just not going to be good for you. If you can look at it and not really feel one way or another, okay, sounds, you're pretty in tune with your emotions then and you don't, yep. you're not thinking too much about it. Or you might be like Chad and I's dad that thinks this is still a farce or something. <laughs> yeah. um, who knows? But uh, even those guys seem to be like, well, why are you so upset about it if you think it's not real? Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, even then you can make a joke about it. But I think the biggest thing is you gotta know yourself enough to know. Yeah that if you start feeling a negative energy coming from looking at it, you got to shut it down Yeah, because it's not going to do anything good for you. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, limiting the news to 30 minutes a day, they, they cram so much information now in the news that if you just have it on for 30 minutes, you can pretty much get the gist of everything that's going on. Anything after that, it's just going to be a repeat it's and reinforcing negativity. And, yeah. yeah, right. And I think the major news outlets over the last couple of years have been losing viewership. And so I think they're 100%. I mean, that dial's all the way cranked up because they know that this type of content will just get people addicted to watching it. And they don't care what the effect of it is. And they're fighting over your eyeballs. Right. right? So they're, they are businesses. They're, like This has been a saying, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, but <clears throat> in media, there's a saying, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Right, so that literally the most graphic, uh, horrific accident, murder, something locally or globally is what the news will lead with. Yeah. And then sports and weather and other stuff will be later on in the, in the uh, yep. news show or the half hour, five o'clock news, whatever. But if it bleeds, it leads. Remember that. Like, and if you think about that, like, that's pretty sickening. Yeah. Uh, to think about, but that has literally been a saying. I didn't make that up. No. That has come no. came from the media yeah. and people that I've known in the media for years. Yeah, and this was decades ago that that started. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's crazy. So, and unfortunately, you know, for us, there's other outlets of entertainment out there. Uh, unfortunately, not sports right now. Not so. sports. No, unless I think is the UFC <laughs> still go. Is that still? I yeah, saw. I was Dana on White at like two it, o'clock in the afternoon. He said he was going to continue doing uh, fights even though empty arenas. So, right. I mean, that could go on. That's cool. yeah. I mean, I'll get some views. Um, but this is. I mean, it's temporary. Yeah. Right. Right. So, if anyone wants uh, to burn or copy, uh, you can't have it. My uh, World's Cubs 2016 World Cubs World Series DVD. There you go. Uh, you can borrow that. Put that on replay. It'll bring tons of joy. <laughs> tons of joy to yeah. those Well, it depends. Yeah, right. Um, but, 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 you know, I think this is an interesting time for people to really dig into education and growth. YouTube is phenomenal for this type of stuff. Um, podcasts, if you're listening to the podcast, digging into podcasts. Um, and then there's tons of courses. Like I'm, I'm on Linda and Udemy and a few other ones where you can just really use the time to dig in and Chat, block out that. all the negativity and increase the growth. You should tell us what Linda and whatever. What, oh, Udemy. Yeah. So Udemy is great. I mean, there's there's video courses uh, and they can, you know, the, the one I was taking on SEO, 30 hour course, but there's stuff on how to better your skills in Excel. Or how to use OneDrive. I mean, literally, there's a course for anything you can think of on Udemy. It's really easy to digest uh, through video. They have little quizzes, um, and then the you can Khan you Academy can get like a well. yeah Khan Academy. You can get a certificate <laughs> even at the end. Uh, and Linda is very much the same way. There's uh, video courses that you can take, so and it's like ten bucks, age, right? So like, yeah. yeah, you can anything you is there something that you've wanted to learn that you've been putting off that this gives you the opportunity to do. Yeah, like we think about this like. How many times do we just want to binge watch Netflix and yeah. now we can't go outside? Yeah. So now we're like, oh, screw I just, Netflix. I just want to be outside. Right. Yeah. Right. But but no, like just get caught up on your Netflix stuff. Get caught up like Well, that. there's only so many shows on Netflix right. that you can watch, man. So you got to do something else. And if it's reading books or taking courses, that's I would highly recommend. Right. So outside of your work stuff. So I think getting creative with your work stuff, being able to become proficient in some certain things that you either hadn't taken the time to or weren't forced to do because you hadn't had to work from home. That's one area that I would focus on first and foremost, getting better at your craft. Yeah. Secondly, then, is like how present are you with your family? Mm. Like if you have a Huge. family, right? Yeah. So, or your loved one or friends or whatever it might be. So right now in my house, I have four kids, my wife, three dogs. Mm. And one of the things I saw, I was home from three to five yesterday, which isn't typical. And... Uh, so I'm home a couple extra hours than I than I usually am, and I'm just watching my two-year-old son play. And I just commented to Jenna, I'm just like, I love how he plays. Like he plays like I did when I was. So I have three daughters and a boy. Yeah. So like watching my daughters play, I can't identify yeah. with as much. Like sure. just they're, you know, with dolls or just different stuff as a girl. Yeah. And like thinking about how my brothers and I grew up, and like. He's got all his Paw Patrol cars out. Yeah. And then he's got the lookout tower, which you don't know nothing about to check because you don't have kids. But so you see these shows. And uh, he's got all his, they're all lined up. And then he's got the right characters and the right cars. And then he, they're going to go on a mission. Like, like nice. he's just making this up and yeah. just watching. So, like, how present are you with your kids and, like, yeah. watching them and observe them in a different way? Yeah. Playing games, starting new traditions, uh, doing a game night, doing uh Yeah. Uh, family lunch instead of family dinner since you're all there. That's cool. So instead of looking at this as like a disadvantage, we're like, how am I going to get any work done with the kids running around? Yeah. Which, trust me, I have those thoughts as well. Yeah. Because if they know I'm home, yeah. I'm not necessarily going to be left alone. Like mom, if she goes upstairs to do laundry 
and they're left on the main floor and I'm down in the basement office uh, and they sneak down. She can't stop them from <laughs> right. down. So like, uh, there's, there's, and that, they'll find a way to get down there. I'm sure. They'll find out a way to get down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, like there are going to be challenges, right? But like, how, how can you find a way to embrace it? How yeah. can you find a time to really be present and start some new traditions to be able to, uh, just do some things with them that you haven't been able to do. Like we did the last two days now mother nature dumped on us today, but right. the last two days we saw kind of some crappy weather coming. We're like, Hey, let's get out and do walks. Let's get the kids yeah. out of the house yeah. to try and run or walk some energy off of them. Did it uh, work? No, not at all. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Like you're like <laughs> yeah. thinking like with dogs that like works. The energizer bunny, man. They yeah, just with keep dogs going. That works. You take them on a run, they lay or drink some water and lay around the rest of the afternoon. Right. I, I don't know what happened to my kids. They got like went on steroids or something <laughs> yeah. after that walk because it was all not, that fresh air, man. Yeah, evidently. We thought them being cooped up, get outside, might wear them out. Nope, didn't work. Yeah. But anyhow, it was a good try. But yeah. it was fun to just be on the walk around the neighborhood. Yep. Uh, and feel blessed about that because you see the videos from Italy. Yeah. And like they're in high rises and they're singing to each other and it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. That's really cool to see. But like I, I was sitting there and myself like counting my blessings as to. Yep. All right. Here's one instance. I was counting my blessings while picking up dog crap. Oh, there you go. We should do a podcast strictly on how how to count your blessings yeah. while picking up dog crap. Right. So the, imagine I have three dogs. So two Labradors and a, and a little Cavapoo. Uh, so two big dogs. There's a lot of dog poop from the winter that uh, need to be cleaned up. So I did that. But I was counting my blessings because I was thinking of that uh, video in Italy. It's like, how blessed am I to be able to walk around a yard outside in this time where we're on containment. Mm -hmm. I'm not trapped within four walls. I can get fresh air. And then even though I'm doing this remedial, dirty, right. like smelly task of picking up dog shit, yep. that I can actually uh, be outside be on, and listen to a podcast, learn something, yep. and be in my yard uh, on supposed containment. Yeah, it's funny. Like three months ago, I'm sure you'd never have that thought of, being grateful that you're out picking up no, dog I crap, hired you know some what I mean, kid right? To pick up all my yeah, dog crap. but now it's like you take these. It's funny when you can really see some of the stuff that we take for granted. Um, but that was going to be my third one: is taking time to reflect and uh, you know just reflect and, and be grateful and kind of go through some of that gratitude stuff. Um, because when you really look around, I think you know a lot of us are really blessed to just have the simple stuff that we have. And you can't say the same uh, for everybody in the world. Um, so, no, I, I agree. I think um, journaling is a huge one. Yeah. Like, uh, so first of all, I'll give a shout out to Project Evo. Uh, it's a uh, notebook that I have, a notebook journal planner. Yeah. That like you, and it's basically all three in one. Uh, you take a quiz to figure out which personality type you are. Cool. So there's a personalized uh, planner for you. And so one of the most important things in there, so it'll tell you to look ahead at your week. So it's talking about being proactive uh, to get some of your personal stuff done as well as professional stuff done. And then on each day, it'll ask you, you know, so uh, most important task, mm. right? So what is your, so you're planning ahead. What do you have to get done today? And then approximate how long that will take. And then towards the end of the day, actually, grab it. So grabbing it here out of my bag, at the end of the day, it'll ask you, my flow score was today on a zero to or one to 10 scale. 
And then did I hit my gratitude today? Did I hit my more, most important task? Did I focus on wellness at any point in the day? And then did I have any focus time? That's awesome. And that so, and then the very end of it was biggest takeaway from each day. Was it a win, a lesson, an experience, or a discovery? Man, that's huge. So Project Evo, you can look it up, Google it, whatever. Uh, uh, so I'm an oracle is my personality type. There's alchemist, explorer, and architect are the other three of the four. Cool. So uh, the, the, then it will be designed specifically to you or your personality type, I should say. Um, Interesting. And yeah, it just really helps me uh, focus ahead of the time, you know, be proactive yeah. about my thinking. But then at the end of the day, it's like, you know, yesterday the, the lesson was observing Cam. Mm -hmm. was observing my son yep. play and like how much I loved watching him play in his creative mind. Like it was just the, having that observation and writing that down. I think in this trying time with, you know, whether it's two weeks, four weeks or however long we have to kind of be in isolation or social distancing or however we're referencing this, uh, to really journal your thoughts, journal your feelings to, uh, it may not be huge right now, but I think it'll be huge yeah. down the road to reflect yeah. upon, to go back to those journals. Yeah. I, like, look at how far we've come when I was thinking this, this day. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm going to pick one of those up. I think um, that tool to kind of force, but it's a tool that, e that easily lays it out for you to reflect on certain things from the day is huge. When I do reflection, it's usually on the last month or quarter, you know, but to be able to just, think back on on the days I think is really neat um, and and you and you're really able to realize like that special moment that you had with cam um, where if you're not doing that stuff there's so much stuff that you breeze through in a day all of a sudden the whole week is over and then the month is over and you didn't even think about anything that mm -hmm. you went through and so well here's the thing you just said that just hit me about the special moment with cam that was just a special moment for me he didn't right. even know that I he was even like, yeah. thinking that or like, so maybe someday I come back to this and he's 20 years old and I find this notebook and be like, hey, bud, when you're two and a half on this date, That's so I was just cool. observing you yeah. playing Paw Patrol with your cars and stuff. And this is what I was thinking. That's insane. That's awesome. That could be the special moment for him. Yeah. But uh, for me, it was just watching him play and, and being reminded of my childhood self. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and so, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the education side. I was curious, and I've been looking online to see, and I, and I wasn't able to find much, but are there certain things that are, uh, you know, career or talents or skill sets that are recession-proof? Hmm. Um, and, I, and I was trying to do some research and dig into that, and I was just trying to think of some. Um, one of them that came to mind for me in marketing is I think – the ability to write copy or express creative ideas is something that I think, you know, whether you're in a recession or you're in, you know, or if it's AI and technology, these things, I think, uh, you know, somewhere around that piece where you're writing copy or marketing or selling uh, is something that is recession proof. Um, but do you have any thoughts on stuff that you've seen be, you know, skill sets that are recession proof? I don't know if I could say specific jobs, right? I'd have to probably do some research, like you said, to think about that. Yeah. Uh, like financial planner and financial advising, like I think that we are always needed. Okay. Um, but there's always, uh, there's 
there's also a prudent level of planning. Like if your income is solely coming from investments right. and the market drops 33%, yeah. well, so does your income. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. like you still have to prudently plan, even if you're a planner. Yeah. Like there, so there's some skill sets behind that that yeah. have to, uh, have to play in. Uh, so, or think about, think about like, uh, these big speakers out there right now. Yeah. Right. So like Tony Robbins, yeah. Eric Thomas, um, some of these really, really big speakers, like all their events are probably canceled for the foreseeable future. Right. So as wealthy as they are, as like positive as they are, as we see them as like if they're if their main source of revenue is speaking at these large events. conventions, yeah. events, whatever it might be, they're all done for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So if they didn't prudently plan uh, with their own finances. Or if they didn't have other streams of revenue from online sources or book sales or whatever it might be, which I know Tony Robbins has plenty, but sure. uh, but like certain people like that that we would think of that are just untouchable or their career might be untouchable. Right now, it's un it's touchable. Yep. Yeah. Right. So I don't know about careers, but I think there are definitely our characteristics being adaptable, multiple uh, streams of revenue, yeah, uh, stuff of those nature. Yeah. Uh, always learning. Yep. So that you can be, and then also staying positive. Okay, so let's say something unfortunate happens where I lose my job, right? Uh, right, and uh, and this is all I've known. This is all I've worked for. I've gotten to this really high level. I'm managing partner of one of seventy six offices across the country. Um, it's a pretty premier job, and it takes it takes a lot of years to earn, and a lot more years to continue earning once you have it. Yep. Let's say I lose that. That would be devastating, first of all, yeah. right? To me personally, to my family. Uh, but to think that I don't have any skill set because of what I've learned throughout the way to be able to do something similar or replicate something in a different company, a different uh, way, uh, would also be foolish as well. So it's like once you come out of that fog of like, woe is me. Yes. Like you've been trained to do a lot of different things. Like let's say you're a server or bartender, like you said you were. Like, yep. What type of social skills did you learn doing that? Oh, um, it was that was the biggest learning. That was the best part of the the job, right? And that's some of the reason why I took it is because being able to interact in a professional yet social manner, I think, has been huge uh, for for myself and my career. Um, and so, and that's actually I was going to touch on. I just finished reading, um, well, rereading. Um, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. And I think there's so much in that book that if you can take that away from that, really the power uh, and those skill sets and talents really can help you no matter what happens or where the economy's at. So well, I was just thinking about servers. So we'll go back to that now as well. So bartending, serving, like yep. you have great skills of like uh, Friday night when we were at uh, uh, Rare, Yep. Because we, we had, you know, rescheduled the dinner. I, I, I wanted, we did a small thing with friends. Yep. I'll give a quick shout out. Jahar at, at Rare cool. was tremendous. And they were so thankful to have us. Uh, and he was a tremendous server. And he said he came from Chicago, was doing some steakhouse. He was service. Like, you could tell he was very good at, at what he did. Uh, and I really appreciated him taking care of our group. And he appreciated us for being there because you know, turbulent times. They didn't, he didn't know yeah. uh, how that was going to go for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. We didn't know on Friday that 
you know, restaurants and stuff were going to be shut down. Yeah. So that could have been his last tip that he made was our dinner. Yeah. Right. right. So I don't know. Right. But I was thinking about also a different experience at Morton Steakhouse in, in Schaumburg. We tried, we actually referred our server to the Northwestern Mutual office there nice. because he was so good. Right. So professional. Like he described the way he described his steak or one of the steaks it was like this cowboy steak and how it was marinated and stuff like I can't even replicate it because that wasn't my thing. But I was like, yeah, I want that. Yeah. Whatever you just, yeah, right. you sold me. Like, right. I want that. Yeah. Uh, so like that is a transferable sales skill. That yeah. passion that he had describing the eloquence of how that, like I could literally taste that steak and how he described it. Yep. I was like, yep, I want that. How do you want to prepare? Medium rare. Great. Yep. Serve that up. And it was tremendous. He, he didn't lie. Like it was it was great. So I was thinking about that as you were talking there. It was like, that is a transferable skill. Like, right. if he couldn't be a server anymore, if he lost his job or if this restaurant shut down, he absolutely has transferable skills to go to a sales job and some other thing because he can transfer that passion over. So we asked him about his training program at Morton's and they had pretty extensive stuff because, like, he had the menu memorized. He had, I mean, all this different, yeah. different things. And I was like, he was impressive. That's why we we referred him. Well, it's funny that you say that. And and what 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 what's interesting to me is I feel like the the word sales gets such a bad rep. Um, and and maybe not it used to at least it used to get a really bad rep. But I think what's interesting is everything is sales, no matter what you're doing. Um, and even if you're just describing a steak, it, it's a sale, right? Sold and so the, the, the talent and skill that comes from being able to communicate effectively and, and show the value and, and, and then put your passion behind it, that is sales. Um, and I think that's just another huge uh, thing that, you know, if you're a professional, do some, do some self-educating on, on the sales stuff. It's not this terrible word and terrible thing. There's really a lot of value, even if you're just trying to convince your kids to go to bed. You or know what I mean, or, or anything, or, or eat yeah. vegetables. Um, it really can help anywhere. So no, it's funny you say that because my dad always used to harp on us about that. As like sales is, it can't be a bad. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. So you've been selling your whole life. Yeah. I'm like okay, tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do to people. By the way, tell yeah. me more. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be like, well, say for instance, you wanted a friend to sleep over. Yeah. You're eight years old and you want a friend to sleep over. If I said no you're gonna try and convince me that you should. Right. And if I say no again, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Go ask mom. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. I just <laughs> so, go straight to mom, I used right. to. Right, well, right, so then you, you well, no, you learned to go yeah, straight Yeah, I learned to, to go straight to you mom. You didn't yeah. know right away. Right. So, but the bottom line is then you play the mom-dad card and you're trying to sell one of them yep. on getting you to get your way. Yep. Or, let's say you're in the checkout line with mom or dad at why, why do you think Target or any uh, big box grocery, or even if we go to Metcalf's, they have all the little candy items at the... Oh, up front. Uh, up front yeah. at checkout. Right. Oh, 100%. These quick one hitters. They're high margin. Yep. And they're quick hitters to be like, hey, mom, I want a Snickers. Yep. Hey, dad, I want I want that pack of gum. And then it's just a quick throw. Yeah, they know why they put it up there because it, uh, it works. Even Best Buy does it. Yeah. And they're an electronics store and they put all the candy and stuff up front or water or soda or whatever. Yep. Just high margin, quick ad on sale. Yep. And the kids want it. Yep. 100%. And they're going to sell mom and dad. And by that point, by the way, so any parent knows this, but you're not a parent yet. <laughs> you're worn out by that point. 
on in the store, especially at like Target. Like really? Jenna's got four kids. Like even when it was one kid, but like now she's got four kids dragging through Target. Yep. Asking for every little thing. Every they you see. walk past the toy aisle, walk past the books, walk past the DVDs, whatever. I want that. I want that. I want that. She's so worn out by the time she gets to the checkout line. Fine, you can have a pack of gum. Yep. Boom. Nice. Stores know it. Yep. So like, and and the, back to our original point though, kids are. 100% never going to die on sales. No. Like they're like, they want that and they're not going to let it, you say no. <laughs> right. Like they're going to keep asking a zillion different ways. Their passion and conviction, man. It's crazy because then you grow up and you become a professional, right? And uh, somebody tells you no and then you're like, oh, okay. I guess not. I guess not. If you go but back a, to your but a kid, year old self. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, you know. Like, what do you they mean? They don't no. give up. So what that's you, interesting. You know? you but I really want it. Right. Right. <laughs> now I'm going to throw a fit. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they wear you down. Just yeah. So you know, when yeah. When you have kids. <laughs> well, and, and they're funny. And I think that's um, that's one thing, too, that I, I hope people don't lose sight of is within all of this, just to, to keep humor in your life. Because, um, you know, it's real easy to, to, to get too deep into it and get into the gloom. Um, but just to be able to laugh, you know, we just put on a comedy a stand-up on Netflix last night. And it was like you finish and you just feel like this weight is off your shoulders. You know what I mean? Um, That's good. That's a good one. And so humor, yeah. Humor, whatever you guys can do to, to, to keep that vibrant, I think is always good. So. Well, I want to wrap this up and make sure that uh, we let people get back to their days. Hopefully... Uh, you can take something out of this, uh, take some positivity. The last point Chad just made on humor is great. I think Burt Kreischer's uh, new special came out yeah. on Netflix, who's my favorite comedian currently. <laughs> right. uh, so just got to get to a point where the kids are to bed so I can <laughs> actually watch that because I don't think it's going to be uh, children friendly. Right. Right. But uh, so great point on humor. Stay positive out there. By all means, know that uh, if you're in a negative spot, if you're in a tough spot as a business owner, like we're with you and uh, want to support you the best way we can. Our thoughts and prayers are with everyone that, through this tough time. If you're sick with this virus, uh, my kids and I are praying for you every night. Uh, so around the world, our economy, our business owners, uh, we love you and we want to make sure that we continue to uh, stay positive during this time. So. Uh, please reach out to Chatterai uh, if you have any ideas for the podcast or otherwise, or if we can help promote uh, our local businesses at this given time, we'd love to do so. Uh, but stay positive as best you can, and we'll catch you guys on the other side of this thing. Thanks for listening to another episode of Inspire People, Impact Lives. If you've been inspired today, please share this episode with as many people as possible so that together our impact is exponential.